This is Incorporate Zimcast. This is Incorporate Zimcast. That's false. The podcast is live. The Zim Dream is alive. I agree. Welcome to the Incorporate Zimcast. This is Incorporate Zimcast. With your host, Joe Sana. Incorporate Zimcast. We're back, and today we have an amazing, amazing guest on our on our platform. We have Truman. Truman, you here? Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Uh, Truman is an impressive young man. We're truly excited to have you. Um, we did a spotlight for you back in December, and you know now we have a voice behind the face. So Truman, go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, I'm Truman Mabumbo. I am 18 and from Zimbabwe. I'm currently studying Upper Six at St. George's College, um, doing maths, physics, and in chemistry. I'm passionate about agriculture and technology, and I hope to study electronics and robotics at university. I am a social entrepreneur. Uh, I do quite a lot of work in, in just working in communities, but I'm sure I'll cover more of that a bit later on. And I, I also play basketball and I also actually host uh, a podcast of my own because I really just enjoy conversing with people and talking and just having um, constructive discussions. I think that that's just a bit about me, but I, I do quite a lot of stuff. Absolutely. I was, I was reading your resume. I was reading, I was going through your LinkedIn. And honestly, at 18 years of age, I'm surprised. How how is it that you already managed to? How did you come up with all this, and how do you find the time to you know to do all this and still have a a normal life? I'm I'm still blown away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, time time will always be a problem, especially when you're trying to do a lot of things. But I think um, a lot of credit actually goes to the gap year that I took after my form four. Because after, after Form 4 at St. Ignatius, I took a gap year and um, took an intensive leadership training program with the Star Leadership Academy. And I think that time was when I really discovered myself, discovered what I was passionate about and had a lot of time to work on it because I didn't have to worry about, you know, maths, physics and chem. <laughs> so that gap year, just learning about a lot of things that are non-curriculum related really just boosted me and helped me to 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 be where I'm at right now because some of the lessons that I learned there were about you know personal branding um you know how how you show yourself to the world and that's why even up to now you know I, I spend more time on LinkedIn because I feel like on LinkedIn you know people really see the you that's that that you want to show the world so I think yeah most of the credit goes to the Star Leadership Academy and in terms of time management of all the things that I do, trust me, it's really a huge problem because on one hand, you have school and you really have to pay attention and, you know, work hard. <laughs> but I, I just try to, to, to just prioritize and do what's, what's needed at that point in time. But well, yeah, doing a lot of things is just, yeah. That's very interesting. You mentioned Star Leadership Academy and you mentioned taking a gap year. Like usually now that's not something very common taking a gap year after finishing your o-level what were the reasons behind taking the gap year i think the main reason why i took that gap year was because when the people from star leadership academy pitched the idea to us when we were still in school 
um, they'd say that the gap year is about teaching you to be leaders, teaching you to be, you know, the, the future generation that is going to bring change to Zimbabwe. And I think for a long time, that's something that had always been on my mind that, you know, I want to, I want to be a, a change agent in Zimbabwe. And so I thought that this, this opportunity to be at the Star Leadership Academy with people who are like-minded, who will give you resources and who will give you a platform to grow, um, that just really spoke to me, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me just take this. And I know it was a, it was a bit unorthodox because no one takes a gap year after O level. Like usually, <laughs> people take their gap years after upper six. So it was a bit weird, but because I could see that you know the environment that I was being promised um, at Star was going to help me and benefit me, I was just like, you know what? Why not? And I mean, it was a full scholarship, so. Wow. Yeah, I was just like, let me, let wow. me take this opportunity, yeah. And you, you mentioned teaching you to be a leader. Um, this is something I'd actually want to ask you, because I, I know you're a prefect as well as in Georgia. To you, what does it mean to be a leader? What does it what does a leader mean to you? Okay, that's that's actually a very good question. Um, well, I think, I think a generic um, definition that I usually use that applies across all platforms really whichever leadership position you're in or wherever you are is well number one being being a leader is is all about followers obviously like you can't be a leader without followers but um in terms of what you do with those followers i really believe that leadership is all about serving um the people that you're leading so be it you're a president of a country it's all about serving the people that you're leading yes some people might say leadership is about influencing and whatnot whatnot yeah that comes with leadership but to me primarily leadership is about your ability to serve others and to include everyone yeah and and working collectively towards you know the same goal no powerful definition and you you speak about serving others so this is you know why we're here today because you've managed to create a platform that serves so many i think last time we checked it's five thousand users we haven't mentioned the name do you want me to mention it or you're going to mention it you can mention it that's fine <laughs> zizo Paden. please please Truman, tell us what zizo Paden is all about um great so um zizo Paden, uh infundentlini is a non-profit organization that has an automated WhatsApp-based chatbot that is distributing academic resources currently to grade sevens, form fours, and upper sixes um, via WhatsApp. So the the, the main idea behind Zizopadien was to create an inclusive approach to our education system because one of the problems, especially in the Zimbabwean setting, and we can even say right across the board of Africa, is the whole issue of accessibility of uh, educational resources. So last year when um, the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, um, broke the world, um, a lot of people in a lot of countries were locked down at home, stuck at home. So I just realized that a lot of people didn't have access to resources. I know some people were learning online, but I just thought, hey, what if we use WhatsApp to start distributing resources to those people who do not have access to educational resources? And that's how Zizopadien came about. And we created that WhatsApp chatbot. And yeah, currently we have over 60,000 users. And I mean, they're increasing day by day. But our main aim is just to distribute those resources to people who are less privileged or who otherwise cannot access them online. 
that's a bit about Tito Padilla. I, I love it. And, you know, for me, when I came across this, I was just proud because, first of all, at Incorporate Zim, all we're about is promoting the youth, you know, sh- telling the youth that even at our young age, we can still make a difference. And with this platform, you're proving that, you know. I I, I read, I was listening to your interview and, you know, you talked about um, you didn't have the money, uh, but, you know, you took a long shot and you decided to message um the head of UNESCO in Zimbabwe and you just sent an email is that is is that is that is that what happened yeah that's that's what happened um so I I won a competition right with that idea of creating Tito Padian and I won a thousand US bucks so now when I was researching on how to build a chatbot and the costs that uh, I would possibly incur in you know creating that chatbot I realized that one thousand dollars was actually child's play so I, I was at a position where I had $1,000 that I'd won, which was a great thing, and I'm grateful. But then, you know, I, I was seeing the bigger picture of creating that chatbot. So I realized, hey, what if I just approach organizations, you know, non-governmental organizations that I can actually avail resources to me? And I think one of the things that I usually don't mention is the fact that I sent a lot of emails to a lot of different organizations, and I didn't get replies. And at some point, I thought, hey, Maybe this is actually not a good idea. Maybe it's not worth pursuing. And then UNESCO was actually my last shot. And I'm a, I'm a Christian. So mm-hmm. I think it was after about four weeks. And then I was just like, to God, you know what? This is like my last email. This is the last email I'm sending. If this email <laughs> does not get replied, then it's it's over. I'm, I'm just going to use that 1,000 bucks I want on, on something else that's totally different. That's when I decided to, let me just send this email to the director of, of UNESCO in, in, in Zimbabwe. Okay, the, the Southern African region. In the end, I think he replied me the same day. And yeah, from there, we just we just worked. We had a couple of meetings and they decided to fund everything. You know, I relate to your story so much because even with Incorporate Zim, you know, for a long time, you know, even just, I think the hardest part is establishing yourself because, you know, you have an idea, but actually more yeah. than an idea, you have a vision, you know? And, you know, <laughs> translating this vision to people is, I always find is the hardest thing because you have all these ideas in your head that you've created for yourself and you can see what your project can do, but not a lot of people can see that unless, until, you know, the work speaks for itself, you know? So I think now we're two years in and now people have a, a clear idea of what exactly it is that we're doing. So now it's much easier for us to to get sponsors, for us to to get coll- collaborations. I won't even like, even just the opportunity to get on ZFM was something that, you know, blew me away because previously I had reached out yeah, to Star FM, you know, I had reached out to Power FM and, you know, our podcast had been, had been going for like about a year and eventually, you know, when you think you're just, when you're just about to give up, I think God always gives that sign that, you know what, yeah. whatever you're trying to do is very powerful and, you know, just at that moment where you're like, you know what, let me pack my bags, let me, you know, think of a new idea. That's when it comes about. So yeah, I, that, that, that's really true. <laughs> I can definitely relate to, to what you're saying. And I just wanted to know, like, wh- what was your upbringing? Like, were you always, you know, leadership orientated? Like, wait, what, did you always have big ideas? Like, who, who, who inspired you growing up? Like, how did all this come about for you? Okay, uh, yeah, that's actually a very good question. And I think this is the first time that I've actually been asked this question. Um, okay, so 
I'm the fifth one in a family of six, and it's a family of six boys. So there there are no girls in my in my family. So mm-hmm. I think you can imagine being the fifth one in a family of six. It mean it means that you know a firstborn, second, third, and fourth already setting the pace for you. So in my family, you know, the first born maybe gets a degree, the second born is, is is a chartered accountant, the third born is a civil engineer in Dubai. So it, it, it's kind of like they set the pace for you. And for Absolutely. me, that has never really been that has never really been a problem. I think it has really just motivated me to, you know, um, I, I'm a bit competitive at times, but I think mm-hmm. that really helped me to say I, I want to beat those standards that they have set. So I think that's that's like my primary motivation, and um, yeah, for my primary, I learned in Marondera. There's a primary school in Marondera called Ruare um, Primary School, and for my high school, I learned at um, Saint Ignatius. And then, to answer your question about, have I always been, you know, all about, you know, ideas, visions, and and stuff like that? I think I think I have, but. It, it wasn't really magnified it wasn't like amplified until i took that gap here because i remember in grade four uh, my best friends um takura and tapiwa we we started a chess club where we would you know invite people during the holidays I love chess. and they would have to pay <laughs> and mm-hmm. then they would have to pay to to play and stuff like that and we actually walked around the whole of Marondera posting flyers on on poles on on judo holes and stuff like that. And it was only in grade four, so I, I was just thinking, and we we're having a conversation with Chakura not so long ago, and we we're just saying, ah, you know what? We actually started a long time ago, just you know, figuring out that there's a problem in society because we, with our idea of a chess club, we're just saying, you know what? The youth in Marondera are not really doing anything. They just you know. Um, sitting at home doing nothing so how about we start a chess club where we teach people how to play chess and you know we form a, a football club so yeah it, it started quite long back but then when I took the gap year that's when I really got to discover myself and realize oh I actually want to be an entrepreneur yes I want to make a lot of money obviously but mm. at, at the same time um, there's more to entrepreneurship. There's the whole um, being a social entrepreneur part where you are solving problems in your society. So, yeah, I've always been a person who sees problems and tries to fix them. But now I think I'm now at a better position where I know the steps that I need to take to actually make those, you know, ideas or visions come in, come into place. Absolutely. So when did you identify a problem um with the education system like how how did you when you created then what problem had you identified for you to come up with that creation okay let, let me let me just take it back a bit so when i started my law six uh you say that you're an old georgian so i'm sure you know that for law sixes you have to take uh, a three-week uh, service project and whatnot. Yes, yes, so, yes. shout out to my ogs i don't know if it's uh, still <laughs> mr fernandi is still in charge of that um, I remember I was actually at Jairo's uh, G Waterfalls. So shout out to my OG. Shout out to to the service project coordinators. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So personally, I was at St Joseph's for a week, and then I transferred to Croyo Primary in Boroto for the remaining two weeks. Both are schools, so they're primary schools, and I was sort of like an auxiliary teacher, right? 
So that that's when I started seeing. Okay, I'd always seen that there there are loopholes in our education system. In 2019, I hosted a, a, a thousand books campaign where I was just looking for donations and whatnot for for the kids at St. Joseph's because they didn't have the the books and stuff. So when mm-hmm. I then went for my service project, that's when I was like like really hands hands on and you know I was. In, in in I think in entrepreneurship there's something called design thinking where there's a step where you have to empathize and put yourself in the shoes of the people who are in the problem that you're trying to solve. So I think in a way that was me kind of empathizing where I was, you know, at those schools actually in the same classrooms with those kids. At Croyo, for example, there were 98 kids in my class, like 98 kids in a single classroom. And it was not like a huge classroom that's like a hall and stuff. It's it's a small classroom where they have to sit maybe three three on a single desk and the others had to sit down and stuff like that. So that's when I started realizing that, you know, there are actually a lot of problems within our education space, especially access to resources. Because now when I was at St. Joseph's Primary School, they were sharing one textbook in a single class. So it's something that, you know, I was constantly thinking about. I, I thought about, you know, doing another fundraiser, um, this time raising, you know, a thousand textbooks for, for St. Joseph's Primary School. But then mm-hmm. that's when I was just thinking, you know what, this is not a problem that's only at St. Joseph's Primary School. It's a problem that that's also in thousands of schools. Right, sure. exactly across Zimbabwe. So mm-hmm. that that's when I decided that what 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 if I think of something else that can that can impact you know a lot more people, but at the same time making making sure that we are adopting that inclusive approach to to our education system. Something that I always say that you know education should be completely free to everyone. Everyone should have an equal opportunity to succeed academically. So Absolutely. with the idea of the, with the idea of Dizo I think it just came at, at at a perfect time when I was starting to learn online. We're using Google Classroom, Google Meet, and 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 stuff like that at school. And then mm-hmm. that's when I started really thinking about, hey, what what's really happening with with students who can't go to school? What's happening with, to, to to students who, either way, did not have resources to learn? Because uh, by end of year, those exam candidates are supposed to be writing the exams. So what's going to happen, you know, within this period where we have lockdowns and people are not going to school? So that that's really the problem that I identified that the fact that there were there were a lot of disparities within the education system there was a huge divide between those who could learn online and those who could not and those who did not have the, the educational resources and Tizopadien just came as a mix to try and neutralize those disparities that exist you know I I resonate with this because um you know, there's been a, a lot of talk about, you know, uh, the school calendar this year because a lot of government schools have been saying we haven't been learning and private schools are like, well, we've been learning, you know. So, uh, uh-huh. and I think that that's where there's there a whole, you know, uh, whether they should open or they should close. And I'm not too sure because I, I don't go to school anymore. But um, I think one of the things that we've seen, especially with COVID-19 and the whole global pandemic is that it's exasperated a lot of the inequalities that exist in the world. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And for you yeah. to identify um, this problem, I, I even saw a poster where it was a girl and she was holding like a wheelbarrow and she was collecting water. This was in the rural area. Uh-huh. And it, it captioned, um, I'm not against online school, but what, what about us? You know, that, that was the yeah. caption of the picture. And exactly. for you, how, how did you then decide, you know what, 
what's like how did you come about with the whole idea of whatsapp the chat box like i i want you to actually break it down like yes i and i you've told us what inspired you but then but how did you uh-huh. you know how did you come up with are you good at coding like what what exactly how did you come <laughs> up with the, the actual idea okay so one interesting thing before i i jump into my response is that i actually don't know how to code i don't know the first thing about code so yeah it's something that i always mention that um, when i'm now speaking to people who are interested in entrepreneurship that sometimes when you have an idea you really don't need the technical skills yeah the it did advantage but when you have an idea it shouldn't limit you that you don't have technical skills anyway um to to answer your question about um how exactly i came to think about whatsapp and you know how how did i even think of whatsapp in the first place not to mm-hmm. even mention a chat board and stuff mm-hmm. um, well it, it's not really an interesting story but um <laughs> on the whole idea of me being an entrepreneur i had an idea last year but one about e-commerce because it, it's something that i'm really passionate about again because in zimbabwe i think e-commerce is something that we haven't really you know gotten into that much which i think is the future shopping So mm-hmm. I was thinking and I was talking to my best friend this one time and asking why people in Zimbabwe do not shop online a lot and then we got to realize that you know one people don't have international bank cards and two people don't actually have the know-how of how to buy things online and then three people don't have access to the internet so mm-hmm. that those, those are those are huge hindrances to people buying online Mm-hmm. So I thought to my best friend uh, because I had read an article by Techzim that said that I think about 5.3 5.5 million Zimbabweans in 2017 um had access to WhatsApp and it was the most popular you know social media platform. So that's that's when I started thinking about using WhatsApp as an e-commerce platform. So to have a chatbot where someone wants to buy something online, they can go on that on that chatbot and say, "Oh, I want to buy a laptop." and then that chatbot will respond with the options that are there to say okay well, from amazon we have this from alibaba we have this what do you want and you know everything is just automated and people instead of going online to buy things they can use whatsapp so that that was the idea that i had because with my best friend we just like we need to have ideas we need to work on on being young entrepreneurs because the idea was you know we want to be millionaires before 20 and and stuff like that so that that's that that's, that's it, it, Yeah, exactly. So if you're following that that's that's where the idea originated from um because now fast forward to 2020 when I was now thinking about the education system, I then went back to that statistic to say ah from uh, from that article that I read some years ago from Techzim that about 5.5 million Zimbabweans are on WhatsApp, you know, it's a huge opportunity because that means that means that almost everyone has access to whatsapp because i might be a child but my parents have phones that have access to whatsapp i might be you know a child but my brother has a phone that has access to whatsapp so in essence almost everyone actually has um access to whatsapp so that's when i was just thinking that what if i just use that same model that i wanted to use with e-commerce but now in the education sector where you can just distribute and i think the whole idea of using a chatbot came from duta because I think there was a time where Twitter was extremely popular. People were just using Twitter for everything, sports updates, mm-hmm. uh, games, uh, you know, and and all of that. And I was just thinking, is it possible to actually send documents through WhatsApp using a chatbot? That's when I started doing my research to say, ah, 
a lot of people have access to WhatsApp. Um, we have chatbot technology, but now can we distribute uh, resources through WhatsApp technology? Then when I did my research, I realized ah, it's actually very possible. Then that's when I put, you know, I put two and two together to say this could be a huge opportunity in, in the Zimbabwean education space because instead of having kids to buy um, exorbitant data, uh, we could just have this alternative on WhatsApp where when you buy your weekly data bundle, you can simply use that to also get access to resources. So that, that that's that's how the idea came about. It was really just copying and pasting, but now contextualizing it to the education space. That's so impressive. And I just just take it through with me. If if I'm a student right now, or you know, I'm a parent listening to this, and I want my kid to use Diesel, but then how do I go about it? First thing is you save um, the Dizopadin number. You can also just look it up; uh, it'll it'll pop up. But the number Please is the number? zero. Yeah, the number is zero seven eight seven zero six four four eight four. So I just repeat that: zero seven eight seven zero six four four eight four. So yeah, that's that's the Dizopadin number. When you save that. You just go to your WhatsApp, then you go on the contact, and then you send hi. Um, yeah, hi, H-I or H-I-E. Um, mm-hmm. But all the other highs do not work, like H-Y and whatnot. So it's strictly H-I or H-I-E. Mm-hmm. And then when you send that, uh, if you're a new user, it will just give you a reg- registration page where you just have to put your name, uh, age, and the level that you're in in school. And one of the questions that was, re- that was raised was that uh, if I'm a parent, then... You know, and I want to register. Is that's still fine? That's still fine. Um, it's just about you know knowing you know who's using this system and from where. So even if a parent is accessing the system for their kids, it's still fine. You can just register. So from that registration page, um, it will type start, and then from there you're automatically registered, and you can you can always use the system any other time. So when you then send maybe hi again, uh, it will give you a menu for grade sevens, form fours, and upper sixes, you just click the relevant link. If you have form four, you click the form four link. If you're an upper six, you click the upper six link. And then, for example, for form fours, when you click the link, it will give you the list of all the subjects uh, on the system. And we have all the subjects on the system, like the, the new curriculum subjects um, for ZIMSEC, because we got resources from ZIMSEC, and we also got resources from Amigo Education. So there are notes, past papers, and mark schemes for all the subjects, grade seven, form fours, and upper sixes. We're still working on expanding and getting more resources into the system. But for now, we, we have um, adequate resources on the system. So in a nutshell, I think that's, that's the whole process. So whenever you need any other resources, you just go back to the system. Um, you click a link, and then it... it, it it's really user-friendly. You can really see what you're supposed to do. And we're still working on another uh, part of that chatbot uh, where you type edge zone. And then um, you can now search specifically for a question paper that you want. You can now search for a mark scheme specifically that you want. Or you can search for notes specifically that you want because, you know, get, just clicking links can be tiring at times. But in a nutshell, that's the whole process of how to access resources on, on Zizopadien. When you then eventually get to the nodes, uh, the system will send the nodes instant. I see. I'm actually taking, I'm, I'm doing the process as we speak right now. 
and uh-huh. I'm just so surprised. Like, so you're telling me you don't pay? This is for anybody, you know? Yeah, you don't pay anything. You just access the system, get resources, and hopefully pass. Wow! 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 No, this is this is really impressive. This is really impressive. So, I mean, for anybody who's interested, uh, you know, you just have to save the number, and it's even the the the, the process is very easy. I'm already registered. So, if you had five thousand users, Truman, you have five thousand and one now. Okay, um, we're definitely on it. <laughs> Um, I'm just yeah. This is this is really impressive. This is this is. How does it feel to know like you know you have, you know, a platform that's helping you know people like how do you how do you personally feel knowing that you know you're helping out you know over five thousand users across Zimbabwe access education. It's a it's a bit surreal, honestly. Like sometimes sometimes I just go on the chat board and you know I type in hi. <laughs> just, just you know, <laughs> to, to to get it. I I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's something that's really amazing because you know, just going back to before I had the idea, before I even you know got um, engagement from UNESCO, I was I, I was just you know I was just a person, but now uh, I, I'm glad to say that I have something that I can actually say. Okay, this is I actually started this, so. I'm I'm extremely proud, but at, at the same time, you know, I'm grateful for everyone who, I'm grateful, you know, to everyone who has supported me all the way. But it, it, it's really, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you just have that sense of, you know, you know, pr- pride to say, I, I actually, you know, started something. Definitely. But it, it's really ama- amazing. Added to the fact that, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you say uh, 5,000 users. So when we launched Dizopadien last year in November uh, on the 23rd, we had 5,000 users because we had uh, pre-launched it for, for a few individuals to, to give us feedback on you know the system as a whole. So when we launched, we had 5,000 users. And then fast forward up to now, we now have more than 60,000 users and we have more than 50,000 people using it on a daily basis. And that number is constantly increasing. I mean, right now I've I've just gained one user in in you, but yeah, the, the number is just constantly increasing. And I was not expecting that kind of response. I I thought that maybe at most right now would have maybe ten or twenty thousand users, but the the growth has been so so exponential that it, it's really overwhelming. But I'm I'm thankful and I'm grateful. And was this always your vision? You mean for 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 Zizo Padino or generally? Generally, not even Zizo, but but generally, was this always your vision? Because I, just listening to your story, I can always tell you had an entrepreneurial spirit in you. You know, because being an entrepreneur is the ability to solve people's problems. You know, uh, to yeah. solve. Uh-huh. To do you look at a situation and you think differently about it? Because I can tell you, you know, I didn't think. I was, you know, business orientated. Like I always thought I was, you know, at school I did literature, I did, uh, you know, history, and then um, I also did geo. So I never really thought I had a, you know, business acumen. Um, But then um, when I think back, you know, when I started um, Incorporate Zim and, you know, when I was describing the things I was doing uh, to my mentor, 
he says, you're an entrepreneur. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm not an entrepreneur. I've never done business. And this, this was still when I was doing my, my, my bachelor's. I did my bachelor's in political science. So I was doing my bachelor's uh-huh. in political science. And he says, no, you're, you're a business. I can tell you have a high business acumen. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, all this that you're doing is what's, that's an entrepreneur. Look, you started your own project. You know, you identified a problem, you know. And for me, the biggest problem for me was um, in Zimbabwe, us not sharing our success stories, you know, us not focusing on, you know, the the, the good. Like, you know, there's so much negative. Like, you can't focus on negative energy and expect to succeed, you know. Like, all you can do in life really is, especially if you want to move forward, you want to advance, you want to succeed, you always need to be positive and always look at you know what maybe this is not the best situation but what are the positives in this situation you know maybe my life is not perfect right now but you know what what can i be grateful for what can i be thankful for and you know when i identified that you know i was like you know there's so many stories of you know friends of mine who are at harvard right now and you know who've come from so far and have still so far to go but you know how come we're not talking about this stuff you know, someone listening to your story right now will be inspired. Truman, you're only 18, right? And you've managed to, to come up with this, you know? So imagine you're not only inspiring those younger than you, you're even inspiring those older than you. Probably there was someone who, had, you know, thought, you know what? I'm too young to make a difference at 22, at 23, at 24. But imagine hearing your story, yeah. I'm much more inclined, you know, to go and do something and, you know, stand up for something because I'm hearing your story. So that's why for me, I think, you know, it's essential for us, you know, for you to keep on going. Like personally, I'll tell you right now, I'm very proud of all you're doing. And I'm even prouder because you're an OG, you know, because I'm an OG and you're a Saints boy. You know, I always have love for St. George's. And I think what you're doing at this age, sky's the limit. By the time you're 30, like I always tell myself, you know, if I had started a lot of these things earlier, imagine where i would be at right now so my my advice to someone <laughs> exactly. is start where you are start easy if you want to do something start now because even if you don't achieve what you want to achieve at that point in time by the time you're 30 or 40 your experiences would have you know it's it's priceless you can't put a price on experience and what you've learned and the lessons that you've also accumulated throughout that time yeah that, that's that's actually very true and i remember I remember I was at a conference um, just just last month, I think, and one of the questions that that they asked me was, um, "What advice I ha- I have for for young people who aspire to 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 be change agents?" I think it was somewhere along those lines, and I remember what I said was, um, "Okay, I said a lot of things, <laughs> but the last thing that I said was was that if you're young and you have ideas, then pursue them. You have nothing significant to lose." So I think that's that's one of my mantras that, you know, I'm young, I'm only 18. When I sent that email to the director of UNESCO, I was like, what what have I got to lose? Even if he says no, then I have nothing to lose. So at the end of the day, that that's my motivation to say when I'm young, I can do anything. I can do everything. I can try anything and everything. And I think I'll, I'll just translate the same message to, to, to anyone who will be listening to this, that even if, even if you're old, but particularly if you're young, you you have the ability to do 
each and everything that you want. You have the ability to try a lot of things. Because I remember a quote that that when something like you know you don't you don't really need to succeed at everything that you do. You only need to succeed at one thing. And you know if if you try a lot of things, you're just increasing your chances. So. So yeah, that that's 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 my motivation. That's that's the motto that I live with. That you know, true men try everything. If it's in agriculture, then I'm definitely going to go there and I'm going to try. Because at the end of the day, when I fail, though I don't really believe in failure, mm. when I fail, it's only I, I have learned. It's only lessons. There's no, exactly. there's no failing. You, it's it's either you win or you learn. You know, you, there's there's nothing called Exa- failure. Exactly. So at the end of the day, when you're trying a lot of things, you are just you know making yourself learn a lot of different and diverse things. I mean, yeah, some people believe in being a master of one, but you know, being a jack of all trades is, is not is not a bad thing. You you just put yourself in different spaces and you learn quite a lot. And especially when you're young, you have the ability to do a lot of things. You know, you're so knowledgeable at such a young age. So I have to ask, who are your mentors? Who I know you have people that you speak to. Uh, share with us who and also express to me how important mentorship has been in your journey uh okay okay um i, I hope this doesn't sound you know <laughs> this it doesn't sound wrong and and, and all that mm. but i i i think to to say i have a formal mentor someone i can actually say this this is my mentor i don't have one per se I remember I tried sending a couple of emails some time ago to to people whom I thought that could be perfect mentors for me, you know, people in the public speaking space, people in the agricultural space, and and all, and some of them didn't reply. But I think my main motivators, my main uh, mentors, people who have given me some of the harshest criticism that has allowed me to grow, I'll say number one would be my brother, uh, Morton. Um, so this, this is one of the stories because <laughs> you you're five uh, right? <laughs> you're six, the, the, you're the older you're one five. so what number is he yeah number two number two mm-hmm. so yeah one interesting thing that i always mention to my friends is that when i created uh the pitch video for tito patin because for the competition that i won and got one thousand bucks um, I'd create a one-minute video introducing the problem that I'm trying to solve and my solution. And I remember I'd created my video and I'd taken like five, six hours editing that video and then I showed him. Then I was like, Moton, here's my video. What do you think about it? Of which, <laughs> it's one of those when you've worked when you've worked on something and you're giving someone, you know, to review, you're expecting, you know, to, to hear, ah, it's amazing, you can even post it now, you know, it's great and whatnot. Not, not. Mm. And the first thing that he said was, uh, this is too generic. Everyone is going to do this. This is not good. It's not the best. So delete it and create, you know, something that's totally different. <laughs> and then I, I, I was just there like, <laughs> exactly. And I was just there like, do you know the amount of time I spent, you know, editing this video? Because, you know, you, you're getting a lot of different clips from different places and then you're editing them. You know, didn't I didn't take it in, in the... In the best way. Okay. So I, I, I didn't... Yeah, of course. At the time, it affected me a bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but then I, I I kind of developed a mindset um, from I think 2018, 2019, where I was like, I'm going to take criticism, whether how bad or not. I'm going to take it and I'm going to use it because I felt like I work best when I receive the harshest of criticism. When someone up up, up front tells me that this is trash, I think I work best in, in that way. 
of course it it, it kind of hurts your feelings obviously they, when you spend six hours editing <laughs> a video and someone says it's nothing mm. you know it's, 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 it's gonna take a toll really on you <laughs> but exactly but then long story short when he told me that and then he gave me advice on how to better the video he told me that when you're pitching this idea uh, it's better to tell to tell it as a story instead of just saying here's a problem here's the solution tell it as a story make it more relatable to people and then i ended up recording a video when i was you know introducing the problem and i used uh, a persona to say oh this is andelia she's a great four student in zimbabwe who is what not what not because of the pandemic she hasn't been able to learn but andelia is not the only one in this problem there are thousands and hundreds of thousands of students across zimbabwe facing a similar you know problem mm-hmm. and here's the solution so that video when i then created it i then you know funny enough i didn't show him for confirmation because i didn't want to to get to, to redo the video and then the the, the the deadline was literally that day and when i posted it there was a lot of feedback from people that oh this is amazing this is what not what not and i think for the, for for the for the adjudicators of that competition when they just saw the video they were just like okay this is the person who was winning this competition because it was it was it was it was now amazing and when i then put this video in the other one side by side i then realized that you know what he was saying was actually true and this is just one instance of where he has given me advice and and i think on a scale of 1 to 10 he has been i think 9 out of 10 9 out of 10 times he's been there just making sure that everything that i'm doing is of the highest standard that i can so i'd say moton is my main mentor because he has been teaching me quite a lot and he himself is also an entrepreneur is the co-founder of um Lexway and Low Basket so he has immense uh, and a lot of knowledge in terms of entrepreneurship so i think i've learned quite a lot from him and then in terms of the importance of a mentor okay i i think i i also need to mention uh Mr Mr Tadio Taguma he's an entrepreneur and also works for for an accelerator in South Africa. He recently became, you know, one of my mentors. We have regular calls where he's just checking up on me, you know, asking me about what my plans are for universities and also giving his opinions about what what I should do. So, he's also I think he's he's going to be one of my former mentors. And to ask you to to answer your second question about the importance of mentors. I mean, yes, I I haven't had the experience of having former mentors all my life. but eventually when i got to realize that when you have someone who has been in the space that you want to be in or even if they haven't been when you have someone who has wisdom who's able and who wants to share with you it's quite important it makes your job easier in in growing because when you have to discover everything by yourself it's extremely hard like when i when i started out on this whole entrepreneurship thing you know figuring out what what pre-seed funding is it was extremely hard but when i merely had a 30 minute conversation with my brother and he was explaining all this thing he was explaining that in in a business there's horizontal scaling there's vertical scaling it becomes easier so mentorship works in all facets whether it's spiritual whether it's in your everyday life or professionally and what not it's always easier when you have someone who is willing to share their knowledge with you and willing to walk Absolutely. with you through your journey in the best so way. it's um, quite, quite i was important. actually going to correct you uh, because you did mention that you know mentorship is in all aspects and you know a lot of people believe that you know someone's my mentor if i've officially you know 
if I've officially asked them or we've been officially placed as a mentee, mentor type of relationship. But, you know, I always say that anybody who has an impact on your life who's showing you the ropes and like who provides any type of guidance as a mentor. So for me, my uncles are mentors, you know, my parents mm-hmm. are mentors. That, that's, you know, like, so when someone asks you, do you have a mentor? I always say like, everybody has a mentor. There's someone who's guiding you, you know what I mean? There's always someone who's providing you some sort of direction. Yeah. And I just, as someone who has brothers, like in, I, I don't have five, but I have four. I have three older brothers, we're four. And for me, guidance has always been, I think, important. I think anybody who has brothers or older siblings can always testify the importance of mentorship because, you know, there's so many things that you've avoided, um, you know, so many problems or wrong turns you've avoided because you've seen your older brother, you know, take that turn. And he can also tell you, you know what, this is the decision I decided to make. Yeah. So for me, that's, that's been so important, you know, especially as I continue to grow. Um, there's so many mistakes and lessons that I avoided and it saves you time. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, the most important thing, it, it saves you time because, mm-hmm. you know, certain things will take you, you know, you fall back, you know, you, you make a mistake, it takes you back. And if you have that sort of guidance, you know, you can avoid that and you can save so much time and, you know, reach to your destination quicker than what? Than intended. And yeah, um, yeah, just speaking about how you, you I, I like what you were talking about, you know, dealing with criticism and how you actually like it. You know, I was, because, uh, I was having this discussion with uh, with a friend earlier on last year in terms of criticism and a lot of about what people say. I think when dealing with criticism, for me, I can't take criticism from someone who's not doing anything. I can take criticism from you, Truman, because you know what? You uh-huh. started something, you know, you're doing something and, you know, then it makes sense. Like, so I can take criticism from my parents is very easy because I know, you know, what they've done, what they've accomplished. But I think the worst thing, like for me, like I just, let me recite a quote to you. Um, it's uh, from Roosevelt, uh, um, you know, President uh, Roosevelt, uh, former president of the United States. And he recites and he says, um, it is not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is mad by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end of triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat and for me that was powerful because you know (laughs) yeah that's that's powerful and i i i I, it was it was such a crucial point in my life where I, i stumbled across that because um you know you go on twitter people will say this about you and you'll be like um but i'm making an effort you know what i mean and usually <laughs> you know someone will tell you yeah, yeah. About and you're like but what are you <laughs> you're not even doing anything at least i'm making the intent I, i'm showing <laughs> intent at least i'm trying to make a difference you know what i mean so always be, mm. you know you know you know what the funny thing is the funny thing is 
uh, when when St. George is posted um, about you know my launch and and whatnot about Zizopadian, I remember there was there was this one comment in because I was constantly just checking mm. you know what people were saying in the comments. Obviously, a lot of people were saying you know congratulations, this is great, whatnot. But I was really looking into you know people who were critical, who were asking you know questions to say you know how do you access this and stuff, and they now just point to them mm. to say ah this is how you can access the system. And I remember there was this one lady who who commented something about um she said that this system was still made for people who who have money and who are privileged and then she said that this wouldn't really help and then she's like i don't know why you're hyping this so much right and this is someone who is actually quite you know in high up there and when i checked the profile she's actually you know doing a lot of things and then the, the the first thing that I just said to her was that you know what I, I understand that Dizopadine is not mm. going to help each and everyone. And obviously, there's no way when I'm able to learn online or when I'm able to access resources on on Google and stuff like that. There's no way I'm really going to go on Dizopadine and start getting resources there because obviously I can just get them online. But what I was just you know trying to tell her was that you know i i realized that there was a huge divide there were a lot of disparities within the education space obviously not everyone has access to whatsapp not everyone has you know that um, whatsapp bundles but i believe this is a step in the right direction even in my speech on on the launch of this opening i say that there's a long way to go i really believe in providing you know that inclusive approach mm-hmm. i think this is like the third time mentioning this but i really believe in a, a, adopting an inclusive approach to our education system where the main focus is on the people who cannot access resources so i told her that this this i believe is a, is a step in the right direction it's not mm-hmm. going to go all the way but it's kind of like paving the way for other people who have ideas to say okay so you've used whatsapp to distribute resources now we need to figure out a way of distributing resources to rural areas and you know we can maybe use a ussd platform where they can just dial star 22 something and then they start getting resources in those rural areas so that you know there's more inclusivity going forward so Uh, when when you're speaking i just thought of that to say you know there'll always be people who come mm-hmm. with 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 negative vibes but at the end of the day it's it's really about how you react at the end of the day because i remember reading a comment i actually laughed and said you know what um, yeah it could seem like that that zizopadin is for people who who have money already but at the end of the day if you break it down it's really just uh a step in the right direction because if you really follow what i say and you know what my plans are with Zizopadin you'd know this you'd know that you know i'm not saying this is everything you know as i said we have 60,000 users but there are 1.2 million candidates each and every year so at the end of the day there's still a long way to go but yeah i, I think that that's that's why no, it's agreed that. agreed and uh I, that's all I wanted to clarify with you and uh, my message is to you is just to always keep on striding you know keep on moving and don't ever you know allow the naysayers to ever get to you i mean obviously you know everything should be taken with a pinch of salt i always believe like i i i i have no problem taking criticism but i always yeah. believe in constructive criticism you know what i mean and uh if exactly. you've acknowledged yeah. you know like there's people who come up to me and they're like oh tino you've done this with your page or you've done you've interviewed this you could you know this is how you can do it. you can make it better and for that i hope i wholly endorse that you know if someone has told me like oh you know what i i like how yeah. you 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 know interviewing uh medical students about the vaccination experience it would be better if you even you know what do this you know that i i i can totally appreciate 
and work on you know what i mean so as you keep on going and you keep doing what you're doing always yeah. always keep that in mind you know someone should never disregard what you're doing and then have nothing to say constructively about it uh-huh. yeah. and um true. i that's mean true. we we've it's almost an hour now you know i've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you Truman. i'll be very honest it's been amazing um just to finish this off um you know tell us you know your plans for the future um where you plan to go for uni um you know uh because you know people listen to our podcast from all over the world and you might as well willing to help you wherever you decide to travel and also your plans for the future and you know any any final remarks you might want to leave behind to our listeners great in terms of my future plans well right now i'm I'm working on my exams, of course, like my upper six exams and also my SATs and just getting everything in order. But I'm, I'm also really, you know, looking forward to next year, like the period from January to August where I'll have, you know, free time to just work on a lot of different entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial stuff. But in terms of my plans, in terms of university, I want to study, as I said, I want to study electronics and robotics. And I also want to take a minor in business management and also um, agri-tech development. So um, ideally, I'm looking into universities that have strong research um, institutions where I'm able to then research because my idea is to become an electronics and robotics engineer and also an agri-tech developer so that I, I'm able to come back to Zimbabwe and Africa and start creating technology for farmers in agriculture that is contextually relevant to Africa. I mean, there's a whole huge boost in in technology and agriculture right across the world. I mean, farmers in the United States are now using satellites to 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 monitor their farms and stuff. And here in Zimbabwe, we're still using somewhat the same technologies. We're trying to uh, to adapt and to adopt new technologies, but it's a bit hard because you know we are in, in, we're in a different setting. So my goal, my vision, is to become you know that an agri-tech developer and come back to Zimbabwe and you know, basically come back with that knowledge that I would have learned outside and then try to apply it in Zimbabwe by creating tech that's relevant to Zimbabwe. And then um, in terms of electronics and robotics, I'm, I'm just passionate about that. And I also want to do a bit of um, IoT because I, I feel like that's where the world is going, especially now since we're in the fourth industrial revolution and stuff. So I'm kind of using those filters to figure out which universities would be best suited for me. I mean, I, I can't go through each and every university. So if anyone who's listening to this somehow, somewhere knows the perfect university for me, then don't be afraid to hit me up. Just hit me up and say, hey, Truman, I, I know this university that can be a absolute fit for you. But for now, I'm looking into um, Canada, hey, University of Toronto. If you come to Canada, and that's I'm also I'm looking into Cornell. Um, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm also looking into Cornell because Cornell does a lot of agriculture. I think it would be a perfect place for me to, and uh, of course MIT because if I'm able to get to MIT, it's, I, I think it's like the epitome of you know tech and and research. And you know, that. I, I even have someone um, at but Cornell yeah, right I'm, I'm just keeping an open mind. You see, that's the power of networking. Um, who I'd love to to get you in touch with. I think she would uh, she would definitely be of some sort of use to you. Exactly, that would that would be great. That would be great. But yeah, as I was saying, I'm I'm just keeping an open mind. Maybe the perfect university for me is in Australia or something. So I'm just keeping an open mind and just researching. But most importantly, I'm just trying as much as I can to make sure that my grades are in order so that at the end of the year or next year when I'm now looking into these universities, uh, everything is in order. 
but that's basically my plan i i don't really plan on on, on getting employed I, i really just want to be an entrepreneur and i want to work on my own things and be able to create employment for people here in zimbabwe and right across africa because that's 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 really where my heart lies i i really believe that there's huge potential in in zimbabwe and africa so in terms of my future plans that's 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 it that's pretty much yeah, that's what i'm looking stuff, into Truman. and I, I honestly the sky is the limit for you you know sky is the limit for you <laughs> enjoy thank your you, day you. stay in touch i told you I'll, i'll definitely get in touch with uh with crystal and uh i'll definitely tell her about um about your interest in Cornell and she should she should be of uh, great use to you thank you That my brother stay blessed and keep on shining you have reached the end of the episode and we hope you loved this episode please get in touch with us on Instagram at incorporate zim on Twitter at incorporate zim cheers guys <laughs>